Now streaming, the Netflix and Swill podcast. Shalom, you my homies. Uh, welcome to a very special Netflix and Swill podcast, where uh, it's myself, Dan, uh, recapping Netflix's Geek Week, which uh, just wrapped up, what, maybe an hour ago? A little bit over an hour ago, if you consider the post-show an actual part of the thing, which I don't. Uh, and I have a very special guest who I'm very excited to have on for the first time of the podcast. Uh, owner, runner, writer, uh, literally does everything for the website, uh, Mr. What's on Netflix himself, Casey Moore. Thank you for joining me. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. Pleasure. I've been trying to get you on for uh, X number of, of months now, and uh, this seemed like the perfect time because you and I seem to have the same level of snark at the beginning of the week. Let's see if it held up. Yeah. So, um, first of all, tell everybody about what's on Netflix and what you do on the site because I find it to be an incredible resource. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, I started it um, at high school. It was a little high school project, really, um, uh, just on the weekends, just sort of trying to sift through Netflix's uh, catalog, which is very different to how it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just sort of slowly evolved over time. And it's, um, yeah, it's now grown to something like 8 million people a month come and check in on us. So it's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Well, damn. Uh, like I said, like, if you guys need to know anything, like, as the as the website says, What's on Netflix? It it really does show you what's on Netflix. We we now have stats, like global stats for like what's in the top ten. It's very useful for me seeing uh, how Ginny and Georgia exploded after Taylor Swift tweeted negatively about it. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That 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 she did the job of uh, promoting that very well. I don't know if she got a payday from Netflix for that one, but she yeah, really she should. did her job. <laughs> so. Uh, Netflix Geek Week, it's their first kind of like mass marketing thing of of this kind of scale, uh, where they spent five days, about two hours each day, pimping out their own stuff, uh, hosted by Rahul Kohli and uh, Mari Takanawa. Uh, I believe that's her her name. Uh, don't Not super uh-huh. familiar with her, very familiar with Rahul Kohli. So I'll start with yes. you. Initial thoughts after, we're, like I said, we just finished the whole thing. What did you think of Geek Week overall? Uh, I enjoyed it generally. Um, I was I was a bit snarky to begin, uh, towards the beginning. I, I didn't like the format. I still think the format could be tweaked, um, but I think the last f- uh, two, maybe even three days, I think they've really bought the heat and delivered exactly what I want, at least in the first hour. Um, lots of announcements, loads of new cool stuff, um, uh, plenty of first looks, and yeah, keeping me very, very busy. Very, very busy. So uh, as for me, boy, that first that first day was rough. I I was like, "What the fuck are we in for watching this?" Because like, it's June. I'm a gamer, and I follow the uh, the E3 conferences that a lot of a lot of the video game companies do. So I'm expecting something like that. Instead, the way it was presented, it felt more like when you're walking into GameStop and they had the TVs on, and they're like, "Hey, check out this new cool game that's coming out soon." Yeah, and of course, yeah, and E three itself has changed dramatically over the last few years, um, where where is now sort of a more um, uh, sort of pre programmed event where they just uh, slap you with loads of um, content 
one after the other instead of sort of um, with with a host, mm-hmm. uh, which leads to cringe problems. I I think, especially when it's live. I mean, it's just yeah, you can't get around it. Yeah, I, I mean, unfortunately, you get like the the your breathtaking kind of stuff. So I, I'm I am mm. glad they didn't do this in front of a live audience. Uh, COVID probably help with that situation but man if they ever do this in front of a live audience i couldn't even imagine <laughs> yeah i i, I mean the, I, I mean the format's going to change and i'm glad they are doing stuff like this i've sort of advocated it for a long time um to have sort of like an event where you can premiere this stuff mm-hmm. why it's not available through netflix.com itself or, or you know through the through the app makes no sense and Thank having you. And building that, um, doing it all on Twitch, I kind of get it. They've kind of moved it into sort of like the gaming sector. Um, but yeah, r- realistically, they could have just made this a Netflix week event, event because they were making announcements alongside all of these ones on the live stream too. Um, so we got a ton of dates for like Outer Banks, uh, for example, mm-hmm. um, which kind of just got drowned. Um, well, a lot of stuff I think is going to get drowned uh, this week, frankly. Right. But yeah. Well, but, but yeah, oh, on, on the whole, yeah, on the whole, I think it was a, a good experiment, and I think there's room for improvement now to move forward. Yeah, and you brought it up. Why is this not on Netflix.com? Like, why why can't I watch this on my television through my Xbox app or any of those apps? Uh, and maybe it's because they're not set up for the live streaming thing. Like, I've lamented the fact that they have no live sports on there, and I think mm-hmm. that's the next great avenue for them to break out into different areas. Uh, I, I think it's something to do with a lack of infrastructure. So they're just using YouTube, Twitch, Twitter in order to reach that bigger audience that isn't only on their platform. I un- I understand it being on those platforms as well as Netflix.com, but the fact that it's not on Netflix.com really doesn't help anybody who's actually already a customer mm. to go out and find these new things unless they're really looking for Geeked Week on some other platform. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's problems with the whole platform itself in that regard because, as you say, it's just not built for live streams. And we even see it when weekly content comes to Netflix; like, it's just not built for that. Um, so you, you'll struggle if you're watching a, a weekly show. So we get a ton over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to keep up, I mean, you really have to manually check in with it. Um, they, they've added some things where they try and notify you of new episodes, but it kind of just never sort of clicks. Um, and I, I think that's a, a that's a problem with all streamers, to be fair, um, because the mighty algorithm sort of serves up what it wants you to see as right. opposed to what you want to see. So, uh, you know, I like you're a bit more positive. I'm a bit more mixed on the whole thing. I do think it got stronger as the week went on. I, I really feel like day four was when it was like, yes, this this is what we want. Not mm-hmm. more of you know days one and two, and especially the end of day three, uh, at least for the the quote unquote main show. Yeah, I think so, and and I think it leans into what the actual you know the account that's driving this because it is the Geek Tweet one, formerly known as NX on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, which is more anime and animated um, oriented, but sort of um, geek just. Uh, well, it could be expanded to whatever you like nowadays, can't it? Right. It's sort of a, such a broad term. Well, believe me, they were trying to use that broad term, which will lead us into day one, uh, which uh, I want to kind of jump out of order from what you have to talk about one thing first. On day one, we started the whole shebang with the announcement that Shadow and Bone had been renewed for season two. Now, you said this back in, uh, I believe it was March on your site, or maybe even April in your site, that it had already been renewed for a second season. This was just kind of that confirmation. Uh, Also, 
on your personal Twitter, you mentioned the fact that on day three, there was shadow and bone artwork in the uh, the announcement, like the, the announcement artwork and also in the background. So uh, I have a theory as to why it got potentially moved from uh, Wednesday to Monday. But uh, talk more about that if, if you want. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, someone someone made a blunder, frankly. Um, so on Sunday night, um, someone renewed, uh, someone put the renewal video out, uh, complete with all the sort of embargo messages. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So they just jumped the gun, and rather than they're trying to get ahead of it, they put all the press under an embargo to say that it, look, we're doing it Monday. Um, so yeah, that was what happened. But it was originally meant for Wednesday out of four because each each day kind of had a theme. Right. Um, but you'd you'd often find that there's sort of a few that didn't make sense. Like today, for example, uh, for example, they're doing Cobra Kai, um, which I'm not really sure how that fits within the gaming um, world. Yeah, uh, I yeah. mean, unless they're making like a two D beat 'em up for Cobra Kai, I don't I don't see it. Uh, yeah. that, that makes a lot more sense because what I was thinking was, and this is my big brain, uh, which might be too big for my own good, is that, you know, we we had the high profile cancellation of Jupiter's Legacy last week. Maybe <laughs> them renewing this similar kind of show uh, at the front shows, hey, we're not canceling everything. Here's this show that did pretty well by our metrics, you know. <laughs> Check this out, because this is, you know, we're, we're not only the cancellation streaming service, we're also the ones that will give, you know, these lesser known projects, uh, in theory, I'm not really sure how popular books are, but uh, we'll give these projects more of an eyeball, and we're doing it with this se- this second season. Yeah, I, I mean, there's certainly an element of that. I mean, we could digress a lot into going into Jupiter's legacy cancellation. I mean, the Nielsen numbers, at least this week, sort of shows that it was a hit, but obviously, being a hit doesn't equate to the, the monster budget that that show had um and i think there was a lot more behind the sh- uh, scenes issues than what they let on um we know that the showrunner changed um i think there was probably a little bit more um spats with that because it was such a mixed product that came out mm-hmm. um so yeah I, I i think there's there's probably an element of that but i really just think that they just jumped the gun and rather than letting it leak all over the place um they just wanted to uh, keep everyone locked down, which is why I couldn't talk about it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I saw the tweet and I went, "Oh, okay." I mean, I figured this was happening, but I mean, now we have confirmation, so <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, I mean, considering what what you're saying with how the days kind of lined up, Shadow and Bone being randomly on a Monday uh, compared to literally everything else, which is like action thriller kind of stuff, Shadow and Bone yeah. doesn't really fit that genre. It did fit more with the Wednesday genre, so yeah, makes sense. Uh, next up, uh, we have a the Army of the Dead, Army of the Thieves, which is the prequel thing. You, I'm already so tired of this universe, and we only have one thing out of it. Uh, we have our release window announced for this coming fall. Uh, did this move the needle for you at all? Uh, I mean, basically, this is going to follow uh, Dieter and uh, his safe-cracking ability uh, and why he is such a master safe-cracker in Army of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this probably justifies his actual appearance in the movie because they didn't actually need a safe cracker in in the actual main army of the dead, um, because the whole plot of them having to go to a cracker safe just made no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, why wouldn't the owner have the the, the codes um, at the start? Um, but yeah, uh, maybe I think this is sort of like uh, just a sort of general expansion as opposed to sort of like a. Um, you know, a big new thing. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm still uh, f- 
glass half full with uh, Army of the Dead because clearly enough people are following Zack Snyder to make it worth worth the time. Um, and this has a pretty decent cast. Um, and yeah, and the, and the premise is actually just as, if not more, um, interesting than the actual main Army of the Dead movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll continue to give Zack Snyder shot after shot. Uh, I'm a Zack Snyder apologist. Uh, I, I I even apologize for BVS, the, the uh, theatrical cut, which most people would call me crazy for. Uh, I will I will give him infinite chances, really, until he really blows it somehow. Ar- Army of the Dead aside, uh, despite all my missteps for that, I, I am interested to see more stuff from Zack Snyder. And I'm kind of glad that Netflix is being like, Hey, we know Warner Brothers and DC wouldn't give you like the universe that you wanted. Do do whatever you want here. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I mean, clearly there's method to the madness because he does get some good content out. I think it's sporadically um, a bit uh, inconsistent, mm-hmm. um, but he clearly has clear visions for stuff. And I think uh, going forward in the franchise world, uh, Netflix is going to need someone like that to drive universes forward. So yeah, I'm all for it. Right. They, they do need something in order to generate, you know, more, more discussion about their, their stuff. Cause a lot of Netflix original movies, especially feel like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're just talking about this for a week and then it's done. And then we never yeah, talk I, about I, it again. Yeah, and there's there's reasons for that too. As I'm le- as I'm slowly learning, still um, that I mean, you you can see it with Disney Plus how they've gone uh, sort of uh, overboard with how many shows they're greenlighting at the moment because you know the stats say that you need to be putting stuff out almost on a daily basis to keep people hooked and engaged. Um, I think I put out a, a traffic stat yesterday, and Disney Plus has sort of just slumped a bit, mm-hmm. and 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 you can see that when you're driven driven by one show a quarter, which they are at the moment, um, that does not, you know, keep people coming on a daily basis. Now, whether that means that the churn goes up is another story. I don't think that is the case for Disney Plus because I think the price point at the moment is sweet. But, oh, yeah, you know, when, 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 they, when they start getting towards, you know, the $10 and $15 and there's only one thing you want to watch a quarter, um, you know, is it going to come to the point where they're just a rotation uh, subscription? Mm-hmm. And I think Netflix is desperate to not be that. Um, and and I think they achieve it by uh, by large, right? Because uh, based off of graphs that I've seen, still uh, churn for those of you who are unaware is subscriber turnover, basically. So it's b- the people who are canceling on a monthly basis and then coming back. Um, Netflix is still the lowest among the industry. I mean, industry averages I think five six percent low, and uh, Netflix is at three percent. So mm. yeah, it's very it's very low. But yeah, but, that, but exactly that. I mean, you're gonna when you when you pump out enough. I mean, the old saying is you know if you throw enough shit at the wall. Um, some of it's going to stick, uh, and I think there's definitely an element to that. I just think it. it the The trouble is, is that you know the way the fans um, see that uh, when they see their shows cancelled. You know, it's just um, yeah, it's it's hard to get that messaging across as to why they're doing it, right? Um, without without sounding you know overly business and corporate. So, all right, uh, that'll move us over to uh, Jean Claude Van Damme uh, and our first look at his movie, uh, The Last Mercenary. Uh, as you say, the, uh, a mysterious secret agent who has been denounced by his government has turned to France when his son be uh, when his son becomes framed by international terrorist organization. Uh, is JCVD in an action movie? I mean, that kind of sells itself to the people who want to see it. Uh, is this a needle mover for anybody? No, it's what you. It's uh, 
what it says on the tin, basically, isn't it? Um, it's you know a, a movie that's primarily built around John Claude Van Damme. Um, uh, yeah, and that's that's really it. I mean, you're getting yeah if you if you've watched any of his movies before, you're getting exactly the same. Um, and this this comes into a theory I have where they're just sort of filling in gaps in the Netflix library. So clearly, if someone comes along and search John Claude Van Damme movies, and most of them are licensed away, at least there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, you could argue he's past his heyday, and yeah, I think yeah, that, that yeah. argument's well made. Well, well made <laughs> argument. Uh, speaking of men well past their heyday, we have an extended preview for *The Ice Road*, uh, starring Liam Neeson and uh, Morpheus. Is this the most expensive B movie of all time? <laughs> yeah, it's not far away. I mean, I mean, it sounded like they had a real hard job selling this. Um, up until a few weeks back, you could actually watch the entire movie in its sort of rough cut on Vimeo. Oh, wow. um, and just yeah, no one just noticed. Um, so that was that was interesting. But yeah, um, I, yeah, again, it fill, it fills a hole. I think um, you know, if someone's looking for a Liam Neeson movie, they're probably looking for where he's playing sort of a grassly person with a gun making. Um, cliche statements and i think this fix all those boxes so yep um uh, yeah I, I can't wait to watch it and be like this is the stupidest thing i've ever watched Not yeah it, it, it is going to be utter crap but i think it's going to be enjoyable yeah and i mean that's all we really need at this point is you know utter crap that is enjoyable pop pop popcorn stuff you know at home helps yes yeah. Yeah, 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 and the, uh, well, it, the the trouble is, is this one's been in the bag for quite some time, so it's just you know, it's just struggled to justify coming out into the cinemas, and that's why you naturally get to the this point where it found a streamer. Um, I think this is just in the US. Um, it's worth knowing too. Oh, okay. Um, I think, yeah, I think I would have to pay for this to go to, oh, well, into a cinema don't to watch that. it. No, no, I think I'll give it a pass. Uh, I mean, there was also another. I think it's on day two where we have something a, a similar situation with uh with gunpowder milkshake, which which is also U.S. only, which yeah, admittedly looks much better. Yes, that does. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Then we got a a Lupin extended preview. Uh, this is already out as you're listening to this, so just go watch part two. Uh, I mean, yeah. if, if you need sold on part two, go watch part one. Mm-hmm. And renewed for part three, of and course. And renewed for part um, three. So, I mean, yeah. uh, if you're worried about things getting canceled very early, uh, this one is definitely not going to be one because I think it was mm. 72 million, some, somewhere around there for its yeah, first, the, the, first yeah, part. Yeah, usually, usually I'm pretty good at guessing when shows are going to blow up, but I did, I just didn't see that. I, I mean, I knew that the, the you know, the, the heist sort of um, genre clearly works well because money heist is such a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Luke. Lupin, I I I, fit, I thought it dropped fairly quietly, but it's one of those shows that can just sort of generate buzz out of nowhere, seemingly, and sort of build over time. So I, I, I'm guessing if you looked at graphs for the popularity of that show, it would actually have been building up, as opposed to most Netflix shows where they sort of get the first weekend right. big jump and then and then slowly sort of um, dissipate over time. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it being such an outlier like that, I mean, you—if you're Netflix, you're you're really looking for that kind of stuff that does build up, it, and it has to build up over that first twenty-eight days, because as we've seen, if you're if you're not operating in that first twenty-eight days, you're done. Mm. You're ne- you're yeah. never coming back. Yeah, and there, there's so many there's so many factors as well that would you know prevent you from doing well in them twenty-eight days, because if you if you come out at the start of the month and the, the back half is you know, particularly full of really good stuff, you are just going to get drowned, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I should imagine, I mean, they've got cleverer spreadsheets than I've got. So it's, um, 
yeah, I'm sure they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is like we we have a lot of we have a lot more data than we used to. Like e- even when we started the mm-hmm. show, we're like, oh, uh, I guess no one watched this show because uh, I would guesstimate like if your show was ca- canceled in, like the first six weeks, it was like, oh, I guess the numbers to the bu- the, the viewing numbers to the budget don't match up. Uh, and yeah. now we have even more data and it feels like Netflix is even more cryptic than than ever when it comes to why things are the way they are. Yeah, I, I think they're getting better, um, for sure. Uh, they, they release a lot more um, uh, data regarding, you know, their viewership stats, which I catalog, uh, which takes forever to keep that um, uh, going. Yeah. And, and of course, the top 10 since last March as, as well really helps. And as you say, that first 28 days, there is a reason they give that stat out, um, because that there is a strong correlation so far, at least this year, um, that if you aren't in the top 10s, you know, consistently throughout the first 28 days, you know, the chance of you getting cancelled is is pretty, pretty high. Right. But yeah, but, uh, but Lupin's a, a, a superb show. It's oh, got yeah. a, a, excellent pace. Yeah, superb. Yeah. That that show is fantastic. I was very down on the first on the trailer, the first the, like the first trailer because it was all English language. Which the trailer for this is all English language too. Uh, mm. No one sounds very enthused to be there when they're dubbing it. <laughs> uh, and then I watched the show, and there's just so much life and charisma to it that I just went, man. How do you promote the show like that? And you know, uh, it gets this kind of response to it. Yeah, and it's got the release pattern as well, which is going for it, because I think a lot of the times when you get like a, a sort of 10 episode order, which, you know, is fairly standard, things don't really start going until a bit later on. But when they were, when it was only five episodes that came out, uh, I think it was five, you have to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe but, it's five, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it was like a bullet out of a gun. You know, it just it just started so fast and it never slowed down. And I, I, I think that's what we like. Um, or at least I personally like mm-hmm. um, that sort of um, release strategy of having a show that just sort of hits the ground running. I think there's still places for the 10 episode one, but for me personally, you know, because I, I have to watch enough Netflix anyway, right. the pro- the prospect of having to sit down for yet another 10 hour show, which, you know, if it's another young adult thriller, you know, it just sounds like everything else. Um, yeah, and and it's just a slog, you know. Um, right. So I like I like changing it up. I like different formats. Uh, yeah, this was awesome. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have uh, Sweet Girl, which is an upcoming thriller uh, starring uh, Isabella Merced, who played Dora the Explorer in the Dora movie, which the one critic ca- said that she wasn't sexy enough, and everyone just went, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, and Jason uh, Momoa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think this one's been fair known about quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've had pictures for it for ages. I actually didn't think there was too much new here, um, other than just sort of like just talking about it um, and and hyping it up. But yeah, yeah I, I think this is going to be sort of like the same as uh, the Ice Road, where it's sort of like a, a, a film primarily built around Jason Momoa, um, and and you know everything else comes second. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it will be uh, sort of middle of the road. Yeah, Um, it's also Jason Momoa, like in, I don't say like the height of his career, but like this is definitely maybe about as good as he gets anymore. Uh, I'm excited for it because I do like him in a lot of stuff. And Mm -hmm. I mean, at least this isn't surrounded by the fact that it's going to be uh, an ice road trucker movie. Yes, this this is at least a, a sort of believable premise. That, you know, we've seen it a million times, but I mean, there there is a comfort in seeing it a million times more. Yep, yep, agreed. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. This one's gonna be, as I say, middle of the road for me. I, I am quite looking forward to it, but it's not high up on my priority list. Right. Um, yeah. 
All right. Uh, next up came Vikings Valhalla, uh, which is the spinoff to the hit Vikings show that is on history. Uh, Netflix gets a spinoff to it. This is basically just a behind the scenes look at uh, how they filmed the show, which was actually fairly interesting for me. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, I, I've been uh, long anticipated this one, particularly as sort of like it, it seems to be taking the place of The Last Kingdom, which is coming to a close. Um, but yeah, they, they've commissioned a lot of episodes of this up front. Um, I think the first half is done. They're not really clear on the release schedule as of yet. Um, but I do think that some of it's in the bag and nearly close to release. So I, I'm not I'm not sure whether it's going to be the end of this year or early next, but it's yeah, it's not far away. It depends um, on how what where their content droughts are looking at because like we're still mm-hmm. coming out of the COVID time, so it's it's time to see like I'm sure they're planning out everything. Like we know uh, a couple other shows coming up that are going to be fall time. Uh, I'm and then we also have the Oscar slate, which will mm-hmm. also take up a lot of their like the the fall slash winter timeline. So I'm sure this will either be my guess is September or you know January. Uh, yeah, for, for my guess. Yeah, and of course, this is an MGM series as well. So it's kind of s- strange that Netflix is still keeping this, given that um, you know Amazon's going to be, uh, f- uh, from what I've read, going all in on Vikings. So this is sort of like a, a bit of an outlier for Netflix, this one. Hmm. So I wonder if this is going to fall into a similar category as the Marvel Netflix shows did, like the Daredevil, so Jessica Jones, where it's like, we know that these are going to come to a close at some point because we don't want to keep promoting our competitor. I wonder, because you said a lot of episodes have been released, uh, called for up front. So probably yeah. about two seasons. I wonder if that would be the end after after those two seasons-ish. Yeah, I, I think it's been a, a renewed up to sort of a, a two season. I think it depends how they release it. You know, mm-hmm. they could do it in small, really small batches. But um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, there, there there is an element of that. And Amazon could pull the rug. Um, uh, it's not like they need the money. So um so we'll see how it goes. But I, I mean, the Amazon deal is going to take some time to sort of pull off. And, you know, there's there's a lot of time between that that then and now. So yeah. uh, in, in any case, I think Netflix needs good, um, you know, old, older uh, time period series. And this is certainly going to fill that Last Kingdom's um, sweet spot. I, I guess I, I just want to mention the so this was all like main show stuff post show stuff there was uh, a lot of the cringy stuff like whenever they said we're gonna have a mile of the goat ama and jesper is going to be the dating <laughs> profile i just went okay um, i guess i'll shut yeah. this off now yeah i i mean towards the end of the week they actually did start referring it to i uh, well at least more clearly that it was the post show mm. um but yeah in, in it in every day this week, you know, you've got 30, even 40 minutes of content and then it's just filler for the, the YouTube channels, uh, right. which is fine. But watching it live is just, you know. Um, right. Because you're expecting like a solid hour of announcements and stuff. And then they're mm-hmm. just like, oh, look at this goat eating food out of a bowl. It's cute, isn't it? And I was like, yes, it's cute. But also why? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, for sure. Uh, but but I wonder if uh, someone, you know, bravely quoted us on tw- or tweeted us on Twitter to say that we're perhaps not the audience for that bit. And yeah. we know we're in the know on a lot more stuff. And that's probably the case. I, I, I mean, you know, I, maybe 18 year old me would have enjoyed that or 16 year old me would have enjoyed it a bit more. But sure. probably not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jaded old men like us. No, no, not, not anymore. <laughs> No, no, I I came for you know I came for the announcements. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, that'll move us on to day two, 
uh, where, uh, first of all, we got the big thing, which was the Sandman behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, still no release date on this. Uh, we still we have the cast. We've so been hyping this up. Uh, are we still in production in the middle of production on Sandman, or are we wrapped yet? I, th- I, th- I think it's coming to an end. Um, I think it is still ongoing. They've kept a lot. They've kept it um, fairly lock and key um, since since the beginning. Um, we had a lot of screenshots sh- when they were uh, filming outside, but I believe they're doing the rest in inside but I, I i thought this sneak peek is easily one of my highlights of the week um i've been waiting to see what this series is going to look like um for a long time um i think there's been a lot of um uh i wouldn't say controversy because it's only a few incels that are really bothered about what gender someone is um right but but i i, I think with neil gaiman's blessing I, I think this this show could potentially be huge. Um, I, my only concern with it is that it's quite a complicated um, a, a plot line. Um, it's you know it's not as simple as Marvel's um, Captain America beating up people. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll 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 see we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I mean it's got all the hallmarks of being pretty pretty big. So yeah, uh, any concerns really about it being a DC comic and the the Warner Brothers? kind of stuff that's going on right now yeah i I mean it was done before all of the um all of the big hbo max uh transitions really came in it was commissioned uh this one and there's another dc uh sweet tooth of course which um was featured so um i don't think so i i think netflix has moved beyond that i think that a lot of people compare it to disney um with the the defenders and i think that was just a general transition away from um i think his name jeff jeff Loeb. i think um yeah, from from Marvel because they were doing the big changes, and I think Warner Brothers, unlike Disney, hasn't turned the tap completely off um, to Netflix, whereas Disney has clearly just turned the oh. taps off to everyone. Yeah, um, whether that's to a fault, I don't know. I I, I do like the idea of a, a constantly um, a changing library, so I think you know you can get free press out of rotating your catalog a bit. Um, um, and and I think uh, HBO Max and AT and T's and Discovery Plus's uh, financial situation is very different to uh, Disney's balance sheet, so that sure. that could play a part too. Sure, sure. Uh, speaking of Money Heist, which you brought up a little bit earlier, uh, we got season five stills, uh, also a bit of a teaser. I mean, this show is a juggernaut. It's it's an yeah. absolute juggernaut for Netflix. It's their easily their most popular foreign show, uh, foreign language, non English show uh, on Netflix. I mean, Lupin might usurp that at some point, but as of now, this show is just massive. Yep. Huge. Uh, yep. Coming to an end. Um, it kind of had to, because it would, I mean, it jumped the, it can, it's going to jump the shark fairly quickly anyway. Um, but yeah, n- new, new screenshots. Uh, every screenshot looks like it's, it could be from the, the previous seasons. Um, I just can't wait for it to come out. <laughs> right. Uh, I believe it was September 3rd for part one or volume yeah. one or whatever the hell they're calling it. And then December 3rd for part two. Uh, so. Yeah. And that'll be interesting because that'll be the sort of the last, un- uh, well, unless um, uh, uh, Alex Pina's other show, which uh, wraps up next month uh, for the second season, which is called Sky Rojo. Oh, that Sky Rojo. Yeah. yeah that, that, that wraps up. And uh, apart from that, I don't believe there's any other announced projects from Alex Pina. So uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what he moves on to next. Okay. Uh, then probably the biggest geek announcement of, of the week uh, was our Cowboy Bebop announcement and that uh, Yoko Kano is coming back to compose for the live action series, which is coming in the fall. Uh, <laughs> I mean, tank is iconic. I feel like if you played tank for anybody, 
on the planet Earth, they'd sort of know, oh, yeah, that's that, that's from that one anime. And, you know, you have your anime nerds kind of like me who were like, oh, my God, Tank, I love this. So uh, I think that's a big two thumbs up from Netflix getting the original composer back to do more Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, it really helps um, because uh, live action anime um, adaptations are rarely looked fondly upon right. um, and, and probably for good reason. Um, but the team behind this is is very, very good. Um, and, and getting the original composer on is good. Um, where it pulls off, um, I think the trouble with anime is that it's quite um, surreal and, you know, not really grounded in the in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a little bit more, I suppose. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, fingers crossed, uh, but reluctant uh, right. on this one. But but yeah, it's it's good good because we've seen it before where original um, uh, people that are involved in the original projects where they sort of distance themselves mm-hmm. um, because they've obviously got an insight. I think uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender is going to be a good example of that. There's a reason why uh, yeah. that they're, they're distancing themselves. So it it's really good news when uh, the, uh, OG creators come in and say, "Yep, this is." Um, this is good but again hesitant because of just not only netflix's track record but just generally yeah the general track record like everyone complains about netflix anime adaptations but it's like show me a good live action anime adaptation that everyone goes yes this is the one yeah i i think it's hard to because as you say they anime is so is not grounded in reality rarely you know um ghost in the machine was a good example i thought if that was a standalone film and the anime came after i think that would that would be an okay film but i think because the comparisons are just, you know the comparisons are there i think it's um it, it it really hurts a chance of the live action even doing well but yeah, but again, I'm not a huge anime fan, um, so I, I kind of go in everything to everything cold. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right. And, and I think along the lines of having Yoko Kano come in is that they're trying to endear themselves to that anime base and maybe have them like open up a little bit and be like, hey, maybe this isn't exactly what you want. But, you know, this is a pretty good approximation of, you know, a more grounded version of what you do like. Yep. Yeah. And between this and uh, One Piece, I, I, I actually think there's uh, good teams between both. I think they share some stuff uh, between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but One Piece is obviously filming right now in South Africa. Um, so I am hyped for that one. Yeah. Uh, our, our next piece is that we get, everyone was clamoring for Umbrella Academy season three stuff. Uh, all we got were episode titles. This does nothing for me. Uh, I already don't no. like the show as it is, but I mean, episode titles does exactly zero things for me uh, regarding any show. Uh, I can't imagine anybody who was hyped to see maybe a first look at Umbrella Academy season three is very happy about this. No, I, yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat. It's better than nothing. Um, it would have been better alongside something. Um, and, and that's kind of what I've advocated for. You know, the, the biggest shows that they've they've had this week, you know, the ones with wide appeal, which Umbrella Academy, I certainly think, falls under that category. Yes. Um, having to sh- see something, even if it's in a rough cut, because, it, you know, I, I go to, uh, I've been to a few comic cons and you get to see really rough cuts of of stuff even with it's no cg um and i think fans really appreciate that and i think with a fan event you know something like that would have been cool you could have tried to keep it uh locked down afterwards i, I realize it's the internet and once something's out it's really hard to um but yeah i i think the trouble is it's a lot of people misinterpreted what what people were going to see because it lit most press just said umbrella academy season three and i think your mind can wander mm-hmm. um yeah 
but at least Stranger Things got something other than episode titles because that was what I feared after after this. Right. Uh, and we we will talk about Stranger Things and my enragement over everything. <laughs> uh, then we got the lock and key release date and some new production stills. Uh, still no in motion stuff, but uh, October of 2021 is when to expect more lock and key season two. Uh, I'm ambivalent to the whole thing. Uh, I, I was oh, a really? fan of the comic book and then they turned it into a family drama and I just, I didn't need a family drama out of it. You know, I feel like Netflix has a million of those. I just wanted, you know, <laughs> my comic book. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Um, I, I found it a guilty pleasure. I mean, I binged it, Usually I can tell whether I like something and, you know, I'd finished it in, within an evening. Uh, but clearly they've got a lot of um, hope in this one because mm -hmm. it's not it's renewed for season three as well. Um, I've even heard that they're, they've, they're actively developing a fourth season, too. Um, so clearly there's there's room here. Uh, and obviously um, with the comic books, uh, there's a crossover with Sandman. I'd, I'd love to see uh, more of a, a crossover between Sandman and this mm -hmm. um, in some form. I don't know how that would look. I think it would look fair weird and there would be a lot of people to um grease their palms to make it happen but uh, yeah i hope it does <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting uh i mean believe me i'm in the minority on a lot of stuff that is talked about today that's why i'm not super jazzed about this like day two overall but like i can at least respect like what they're doing with mm. on day two uh except for the fact that you know they're releasing episode titles for a show that people wanted to see you know behind the scenes footage of possibly yeah yeah i think day one and two and perhaps even a little bit of three was a bit of housekeeping on projects that we've known for some time mm -hmm. um and just needed a little bit of an update um uh and yeah uh do, doing it in a live format would have been better if they had a lot more stuff i think it's a bit strange when you've just got two hosts sort of commentating what a picture is um but yeah uh you know, you know i think they could could have they could have delved into deeper, and and again, Lock and Key season two is you know has been wrapped for a long time. There's no, there was no reason for at least a short teaser, um, of some sort. But yeah, I I, I do like Lock and Key. I I found it a guilty pleasure, but I I do generally tend to agree with you that the young adult stuff tends to be a bit uh, much, mm -hmm. um, and and a lot of shows fall into that category when they probably shouldn't. But they're, they're but there's a reason for that too. Oh and, yeah, you know, making... they're, they're immensely popular, and I'll never yeah. I'll never argue against a company trying to make as much money as they want to, uh, unless it's exploiting their workers, which I don't feel like Netflix does. But that's a whole different discussion. Uh, <laughs> as for me, as as somebody who's a fan of the product, I just wanted it to be not what it wound up being, and you know. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's a whole different can of worms I don't really feel like getting into. Uh, okay. The next thing we got is uh, Another Life. We got a trailer, uh, a quick clip of like two minutes of the show, and then a season two release window. So uh, I remember the critical responses being very bad. And, <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people watched it, probably because of Katie Stackoff. Uh, I, I kind of can't believe we're getting a second season. No, me neither. Um, I mean, it probably is testament to how cheap the budget is on it, perhaps, that it got a second one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this clearly fills in a void. I think the trouble is, is that there's such high... Uh, again, if you compare it to other streamer stuff, which is you know a constant thing, um, especially if you compare it against Prime Video's um, The Expanse, mm -hmm. I mean, it just it just doesn't come anywhere close, does it? Um, uh, and, and sadly, um, KU didn't 
uh, couldn't carry it for me at least. I, I mean, I got I got lost fairly for, uh, early on in this one. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if you're looking for more space stuff, uh, now that I think about it, Lost in Space. Where where is that? Yeah, that that I, I mean, I originally um, saw it uh, mentioned on a few lists, so I don't know, but that that one is in the bag too, as far as I'm concerned. Huh. Um, so That's yeah, strange. Yeah, maybe telling, but uh, but then you know, if they prioritized another life over Lost in Space, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just what they had, and and that's kind of my my issue with the first three days is that it, it felt like this is what they were able to conjure up with for, for in two weeks um, mm-hmm. leading up to this, um, whereas the day four and five just seemed like uh, more planned out, and I don't know whether that is the case um, or, or not, but yeah, that's just what it felt like. Yeah. Uh, that moves us on to date. Well, actually, was day two the Mark Miller interview? Yes, uh, but that was in the post show, right? Um, yes, but I did want to talk so- about that because uh, this cl- that clearly had to be done before Jupiter's Legacy got canceled because otherwise, Mari would not have brought up Jupiter's Legacy as much as she did. I. Feel. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, it was done just slightly before. He was mentioning an untitled spy project, which I think we've known for a, li- a little bit now. I think that was announced sort of a month before. Um, uh, because, oh no, maybe perhaps a week before Jupiter's Legacy came out, because uh, Netflix clearly went on the offensive early um, and released sort of like, here's what else is coming from Miller World. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get too attached, PS. Um yeah, uh, so, yeah. A lot but, of their uh, marketing and messaging around Jupiter's <laughs> Legacy makes a lot more sense when you when you find out like the budget, especially that budget yes. is astronomical and makes no sense. I mean, it makes yeah, sense, it, but I mean, geez. Yeah, I, I mean, it had a lot of refilming and it probably had a lot of tweaks. I actually thought it found its stride a bit more in the f- in the final two episodes. Um, um, my problem with that show generally is that it was too slow off the ground um, compared to the comic books um, um, because I, I've got into the comics really recently and they're, they're really, really good. Um, so there was, um, but I think there, there was conflicting visions for it. I think if Stephen DeKnight had stayed the course, um, that would have probably been all right. But there was clearly other issues with Stephen DeKnight because he didn't only just pull out of this project. He just pulled out of his overall deal too. Um, oh, but that, but clearly, clearly, it's just speculation, and apparently, that the bridge, uh, the, the divide, uh, uh, the uh, the wound. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think we'll be seeing. I, I don't know if we'll see Stephen tonight back at Netflix. I hope so, because you know, Daredevil certainly shows, and Spartacus for that matter, mm-hmm. shows that he's very competent. But I think there was just conflicting visions, and clearly, a lot of other issues with this project. Um, uh, yeah, and that's what led to its demise, sadly. But for the rest of Miller World, I, I'm fairly excited for a lot of them. I think the comic books are generally very, very good um, that he produces. Um, but the, the problem is that you know he's his own he's his own best fan, um, right. and it te- yeah it tends to get away f- away from um, him. Yeah. That's the trouble. But yeah, the the interview the interview was fine. Like it had nothing nothing new yeah, in there. It was there a fluff than- piece, but I mean. It just stuck out that Jupiter's legacy was mentioned as much as it was, knowing mm. what we know now. Yeah, and perhaps that was why they announced it last week too. Um, right. Yeah, as you as you said right at the beginning of this. Yeah. Uh, so Stranger Things, uh, day three. Stranger Things was the the high the highlight, the big point. Uh, we got cast annou- announcements. Um, I, uh, Amy Beth McNulty, who uh was on Anna Anne of Green Gables, uh, mm-hmm. or Anne with an E. 
as everyone would know from Netflix, uh, the her co-production with I think it was the CBC. I can't remember exactly. I never really watched that show. Yeah, I've seen Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She is announced as a cast member for season four. Uh, she's like the biggest one. Everybody else uh, is just kind of like it seems like there'll be a side character, but like they they spent a significant amount of time building her up uh, and talking about her. Uh, also, we got uh, the Robin book that we need for some reason, which will give us her backstory. <laughs> uh, we're also yep. getting a podcast. We're also getting uh, Eleven and Hopper in Smite. We're also getting a Magic of the Gathering secret lair. I mean, what if if you could imagine anything Stranger Things diving into, uh, this was literally everything they could think of. Yep. Yeah, that's been the case for a while. I think I think this is one of Netflix's biggest IP, and they're they're going to mine that mine the hell out of it. So, um, to 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 some extent, I'm I'm cool with that, so long as it doesn't affect the main project uh, product. Sorry, um, but yeah, I I I, I do understand why they do it, and and there's it clearly sort of helps to build it, and I think everyone else is doing it with their top IP, uh, with the Fortnite crossovers and such and such. So yeah, it makes sense to do it here. Uh, is it? particularly appealing to me probably not the podcast might be cool as a as a little listen um yeah yeah yeah. but apart from that you know we're we're all waiting for season four before the 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 kids become oaps so uh yeah so hopefully that something comes out soon i i've been i've been speculating for ages there's going to be a christmas episode uh it it never came perhaps it can will come this year yeah um because there's yeah, um, so maybe they pushed it to this year um, because they've already filmed all the the, the wintery stuff in uh, Lithuania. Um, so yeah, it's just a case of it coming out. Um, yeah, I, I, the fans are just sick of waiting. They just want to see it pull along, and you know, it's just one of the unfortunate. This show was caught up uh, more so than any uh, with COVID, mm-hmm. um, sadly. But yeah, yeah, uh, and. Uh, I- I feel like this is one of those shows that is going to be a gravity well. Like any show, anything that comes out around it is dead on arrival. Yeah. Like we saw that with season three. Like I, I think it was July or late June that they released it. And if you looked the week before and the week after, it were it was things that they weren't. You you looked at it and you just went, these aren't things that aren't very important. So they want. Stranger Things to obviously be the thing and not really affect any of their larger products. So that's why I'm not sure if this will come out this year because it feels like they're going to have a very stacked back half of the year as it is. So unfortunately, unless there's a Christmas episode, like you say, I don't see this happening until maybe February of next year. Yeah, easy. Uh, I, the, yeah, as as you say, it's gonna get sucked in. Um, yeah, everything around it's just gonna get drowned out. Um, I, I I don't know whether it's the case because I think Cobra Kai was a really good example of this, where it's such such a big show, but people watch it in a single sitting. Um, and I certainly do it with Stranger Things every time it comes out. Um, so I do wonder whether that it will sort of because um, we didn't get the top ten date of last uh, last season, right? So. Whether we'll see see that same sort of phenomenon with this one, I don't know. Um, but yeah, e- either way, I, I'm super hyped for it. I still I still think Stranger Things has got a lot of gas in the tank. Yeah. I think the Duffer Brothers are awesome. I think um, uh, Sean Levy, who's just renewed his output deal with Netflix, um, clearly knows how to produce great content one way or another. Yeah. Um, I'm still not I'm still not okay with the fact that they cancelled. I'm not okay with this, but I think that was a a COVID 
uh, casualty. Yeah. That one, I, I, I was, I was kind of like, oh, this show, this show is definitely intriguing. I'm definitely intrigued by the end of the show, especially at the very end of the, the first season. But yes, I, I, I do understand because like it, it seemed like a cult show that, you know, it, it also seemed really cheap. I, I, it was one of those ones that's like, I don't understand why they canceled it, but then COVID happens and it's like, okay, like you can spin it that way. I'm sure we'll never really find out the true details, but they're definitely going to blame it as a COVID casualty. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of reasons, right? I I think Glow um, was fairly clearly uh, because they were, you know, they planned that final season. A lot of the cast had other projects lined up. Mm -hmm. Um, So often they, they, you know, people. Uh, actors are in options or what they're called um, so that's sort of like when they're in a contract period and if it falls outside it when they're supposed to go to another project um, and I think the society was a big ensemble cast so you know keeping all that juggled um, and then and then because that one was filmed in Boston I believe the society um, you know where, where COVID was sort of like an unknown mm-hmm. um, just keeping everyone on the books as such and keeping all this you know everyone else going Throughout all that, you know, it, it becomes very expensive, and eventually, you hit the point where it, you know it doesn't make the financial return um, that they they wanted. So, yeah, it's it's sad. A lot of um, the shows that were cancelled were. I think I think it could have been a lot more than what it has been. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, oh, definitely, definitely could have been much mm-hmm. more. There, you know, mm-hmm. there could have been like a, a real. But I think Netflix knew that like they have to make sure that a lot of their stuff doesn't get canceled because if if they start canceling off more and more stuff, then you'll actually see like that po- that quote unquote outcry that you see on social media like I'm never subscribing to Netflix again. I'm canceled forever. Uh that actually yeah. becomes uh less of a vocal minority and more of a vocal majority or at least vocal popularity. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time, you know, comments where it just goes, why do I even invest my time in the show when, it, you know, too many get cancelled? Um, and, and there is an element of that, but I think I think the hit rate of shows being cancelled is the same as sort of like networks. But the problem is, is that because Netflix is just producing so much, it just seems like more. So yes. it's kind of a... Yeah, it's, it, it it can work both both ways, and I, and I've certainly thought you know uh, some shows just aren't worth getting invested in, and, and and there's there's an element of that, but but I don't think it's any more prolific than anywhere else. I think the only one way you could really get invested in a show right now is Apple TV because you can guarantee that they're just going to keep it going um, no matter what, mm-hmm. because it's not like they're using viewing metrics to uh, renew their shows. Right. Um, uh, that's just a bit of a, a mic drop slam dunk, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that it's very true. Uh next up we had a new clip and new trailer for uh actually I don't know if it's a new trailer, I think it's the same old trailer. Uh a new clip for Black Summer Season 2. Uh this mm-hmm. was one of those shows that came out uh back in, in let me see here. When the, oh, it doesn't unfortunately your article doesn't say it, Casey. Uh, I think it was like back in 2019, summer of 2019, and then it got yeah, renewed, it was, and yeah. then they were getting ready to film and then COVID. So this was another one of those COVID delayed shows that kind of, it kind of got the, had to just sit on the bench for a little bit. Now we're getting it. Uh, people seem to like it. It's fine. It's a fine show. Uh, yeah. I don't really have much more to say on it myself. No, a bit like the, uh, you know, what we spoke about earlier, you know, it does what it says on the tin. Um, it, it, I, I I didn't think much of it, but I know plenty of zombie fans that just would binge up anything, and especially if you're a Z Nation fan, I think there's a good connection there. Um, 
but yeah, man. yeah. I think I think it's a it's a solid solid show. To be fair, um, yeah. it's yeah, I don't have too much. It's yeah. just not my kind of show. No, for sure. No, I, I fit in that boat. I just I I just think it. You know, it fills a gap and it does it well. It knows what it is. Doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, and yeah, it, yeah, expands on Z Nation, which um, from what I hear is a, is a very good show. So. Mm. Uh, next up, we got the Fear Street trailer. We got the teaser, I think, last week. Uh, this is more explaining what the movie is. Uh, I, I, You see Sadie Sink from um, from Stranger Things in here. Uh, I also saw Jillian Jacobs. Uh, it's it's just R.L. Stein stuff, uh, kind of horror stuff in, in July of all weird things. And the fact that we have three movies coming out back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back in July and knowing about it ahead of time uh, makes it, as a podcast creator, very easy to schedule because I know what we're doing each of those three <laughs> weeks. Uh, what, what did you think about this? Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I, I, I'm surprised that Disney let this one go. Um, uh, but I think it was sold to Netflix just before their grand plan came out. Um, uh, but this would have been a great one. For, I mean, I know D- Disney Plus is sort of changing their their sort of general um content i think over time i don't know i don't know whether we'll see hulu um uh sort of merged into it but definitely in the uk and stuff with the, the star this would have been a perfect fit for that and a good exclusive but yeah i'm, I'm glad it's coming to netflix um rl stein is you know he, he's clearly a, a a very good writer and um yeah his stuff usually does well i think goose goosebumps is mm-hmm. a constant um you know, people love that. So I, I'm excited for this. It's a strange, it's a strange release schedule. Um, it's 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 pretty rare to see free a trilogy released in that short t- a period. But given how connected they are, I think it's going to make for three weeks of uh, compelling watches. I think. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's strange, but I think it's also interesting. Like we're gonna we're gonna actually try something new here, really. Yeah. And ultimately, they're gonna be three different movies. It's not like this is, you know, Conjuring's one, two, and three, which are all like relatively the same aesthetic. Like, no, mm-hmm. we got nineties, we got seventies, and then we have a, a very period horror show. Yeah, and they do cross over somewhat. Um right. so so it's got yeah. Um so it's gonna be interesting to see how it comes out. Um I, I don't know whether it's going to be top, top tier, but I think it's definitely going to be watchable um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, Lucifer season five. I know a lot of Lucifer fans were probably a bit upset that we didn't get season six <laughs> stuff. I don't know how you expect to get season six stuff when season five literally just posted. Uh, it, that's just not feasible. It's not realistic. No, I, I, but they have filmed it all. Um, and it just oh. got a ra- it got a rating today from um, uh, the Dutch ratings board. So I don't think it's as far away as some people think it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, a lot of people said it was going to be a season six teaser. I was fairly adamant that we weren't going to get anything because they had already promised two things, which, you know, compared to some of the announcements was more than, mm-hmm. you know, most of them. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Lucifer is a very, very popular show. Um, it is a needle mover. Um, uh, I, I'm somewhat uh, sad to see it end because it's a massive traffic driver for us. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the blooper reel was nice. The table read was an hour long. I think in the end, I think uh, any fans got what they came for with that mm. one. So at least they didn't go away empty-handed. Yeah, you they they still got something. Uh, I'm I'm happy for them. I guess uh, I've never really seen the show. Uh, 
you brought up the fact that it's a it's a needle mover for your site, and you you showed a, a very interesting graph comparison uh, on Twitter, where it shows like Netflix's traffic is like basically identical to your traffic. Like if Netflix is doing well, your site seems to be doing well. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah, super, uh, very interesting. Yeah, um, considering as well just the sort of general dynamics of running a site as well, um, because you'd have thought when Netflix is putting more news out, uh, which I think is going to be the case for this month actually, is um, you know it tends to be an, a news oriented month as opposed to a watching oriented month. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the case this month. Um, but yeah, it, the, it's just sort of one of them general observations that I just I just have. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're growing. Uh, simultaneously as big as them because we're not not hitting 2.4 billion hits a month like they are but yeah one could dream yeah (laughs) yeah i've i i well i think i'd be retired next month if that was the case but yeah (laughs) yeah very very true Uh, and then we got uh a gunpowder milkshake clip uh this is only a netflix original in the united states everywhere else this is uh distributed by stx films uh also studio canal and other areas it's a very weird distribution thing how they're doing it, but uh, Netflix, Netflix customers, you're getting this uh, instead of having to go to the theaters. Which I don't know how much more of this is going to happen. Quite honestly, uh, no, pro- probably not too much. I I, I think that you're going to see um, Netflix being willing and other providers willing to pay more for films up front mm-hmm. um, like this. Um, but yeah, th- this is. I, I understand why it's gone because I think this one would have been uh, hard to market. I think you're going to see, you know, big blockbusters drive people into the cinemas for the first weekend, mm-hmm. um, and then it drops off quite, um, quite substantially um, thereafter. Um, but yeah, this this looks uh, pretty solid to be fair. And yeah. STX did um, uh, the other film for Netflix this year. Uh, I care a lot. Um, oh, that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that did re- that did really well. So, mm-hmm. um, with any luck, uh, they become a, a good, consistent uh, provider of films for Netflix because they clearly know what they're doing. So, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're Netflix, I, I bet you're hoping though to instead instead of getting like certain distribution rights, that you're starting to get full distribution rights for STX. But I mean, good for STX negotiating for you know probably more money from three different companies than uh, or two different companies, I should say, than just mm-hmm. Netflix themselves. Yep, yep, absolutely, yeah, and and as you say, it's it's still a lot of unknowns out there at the moment. Um, with the box office, I think it's all over the place, and anyone trying to predict it is um, yeah, it's a fool's game at the moment. So yeah, we'll exactly. see. Exactly, I I feel like there's going to be one big one, uh, which is going to be uh, Fast Nine or whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, I know I'll be yeah. there, but I'll yeah, between between that, between that and uh, Black Widow, I think is uh, the yeah, big that one, but one as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, that'll move us on to day four, uh, which the big thing, obviously, was the Masters of the Universe teaser trailer that we got. We also got a voice cast announcement. Uh, Skeletor is being voiced by Mark Hamill. Uh, This this got an actual reaction from our host, Rahul Kohli, who was just so amped up to see this. Uh, And I feel like that helped a lot of other people feel the same kind of excitement about uh, a new He-Man show. Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm hyped for this one, and as I say, today's one is probably not aimed at me because there's a lot of anime here, and I'm sort of uh, lukewarm mostly on anime, mm-hmm. except Eden. I loved that recently; that was awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Master of the Universe. It looks absolutely gorgeous, and it looks um, pretty. Um, uh, how's, how to best describe it? You know, it's it, it sticks to the original format quite well and doesn't try to change too much, mm-hmm. while also giving it an update that you know everyone 
is is going to hopefully enjoy. Yeah. Uh, animation done by Powerhouse Animations, who have done Castlevania, Sice Manos. Uh, I can't remember the third one right now. Oh, uh, Blood of Zeus. Uh, mm-hmm. th- those are their big three on Netflix. This is their next one. I mean, this is an animation studio that Netflix trusts quite a lot. And I would expect mm-hmm. to see a lot more of them in the coming years. Yeah, and clearly Kevin Smith's involvement has done it uh, done it wonders as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, I I'm excited for this one. It looks like they're doing a sort of strange release schedule because they're only op- uh, um, releasing a handful of episodes um, oh. in in July. Yeah, so um, uh, well, it's been split up. So it's you know mm-hmm. there's more there's more on the way, but uh, I, I'm happy with that. Um, hopefully, you know it it becomes uh, yeah. And, and She-Ra was good too um, in the same universe. Right. Um, obviously, that was done from Dream. Uh, DreamWorks and it's uh, aimed at a different audience. I think this is going to do well for OG fans of the show um, uh, just as much as newcomers. Right. Uh, Then we got the Loud House movie uh, teaser and release date. Uh, Basically, it was just a clip of the movie. Uh, I know nothing about Loud House, so I really have no opinion one way or the other. No, it's a yeah, Nickelodeon. Uh, there's two movies we're we're waiting from Nickelodeon to come to Netflix. This and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, sort of based on the uh, on the main shows. Uh, I'm I'm quite excited for this one. I think the animation style looked really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, the uh, Nickelodeon stuff always does well on Netflix. I think you know it's uh, it's they cl- clearly uh, know how to market their stuff. And yep, yeah, hopefully we see more from Nickelodeon further down the line. But since they're an announcement, the output deal we've seen next to nothing. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy we're getting this eventually. Eventually, I think we've known about this one for two years now. So yeah, uh, a few people in my DMs will be very happy about this, and I'll be very happy to not hear from them again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well. I mean, I'm happy for them, uh, and I'm happy for you to never have to hear from them again. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Twilight of the Gods cast reveal. That is Zack Snyder's Norse mythology uh, animation animation project. Uh, basically, all of today, uh, all of day four was animation, which is typically mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse. Uh, we got the cast announcement, so we got uh, people like John Noble as Odin, which that's perfect casting. Uh, Rahul mm-hmm. Kohli himself is is also cast. I mean. Uh, it's a Zack Snyder animated project. Uh, he t- he did talk about uh, how, uh, and this stuck out to me. He, he was saying how animation lets you do whatever you want, and I'm just like, well, Zach, why don't you just do animated stuff then? <laughs> yeah, uh, um, and you know, uh, by all accounts, you know, there's a solid cast. I think it's too early to tell whether it's gonna be good or not, but right. you know, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, not, not too much to say on this one. I think you know, uh, bated breath as we move into it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, at least Twilight of the Gods is more, you know, easier to say than Untitled Zack Snyder Animation Project. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to say on this one. It's, it's sort of way too early to tell how yeah. good it is. I mean, we didn't um, even get like a, a screenshot. We don't we don't have like an art style. We have nothing. So no, you know, even way out. yeah, even some scribbles from his notebook would have been better than nothing. Um, but yeah. Uh, at least we got something and and this and the voice cast alone um but that tends to be the case with voice casts is very strong mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah bated breath and we'll see what happens yep we'll see uh next up we have a new mobile suit gundam movie i believe it's a movie <laughs> uh coming out uh called mobile suit gundam hathaway uh it's been a long time since i've seen the mobile, mobile suit gundam movie uh which this is apparently a spin off of uh <laughs> It's coming out July 23rd. No, not 20, no, I'm sorry, not July 23rd. Uh, I'm reading the wrong date. Uh, July 1st. 
So not too far away now for a new Mobile Suit Gundam movie. Yeah, um, and I'm going to have to defer to your uh, knowledge on this one because I have absolutely no idea what Mobile Suit Gundams is about. I tried uh, to uh, educate myself as best I could because Netflix is picking up uh, a bunch of the older movies from the 80s mm -hmm. uh, on June, June 18th, um, but I was still none the wiser. Um, I s spent as long as I could. Um, this looks like one for hardcore fans. Um, hopefully it does enough to entice new people in. Um, but yeah, I, I, I generally don't understand what this is about. So yeah, yeah I'm happy fair. to Not defer. For everybody. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just giant robots fighting each other. And also there's political aspects to it. So, uh, I'm interested. Uh, I, I, I am glad that Netflix did pick up the, the, the movies because mm. that is something I call for a lot of the time is that Netflix needs to pick up the streaming rights or at least the licensing rights for some of these, these movies that they're making sequels yeah. to, uh, and they're fine. They're actually doing it. With this, so uh, if you want to catch up on the universe of Mobile Suit Gundam, uh, you will have the chance to in what a week. Yeah, ne next week. Uh, yeah, I think it's next um, Thursday. Uh, no, no, Friday. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, Friday. I think most regions are getting that. Uh, you'd probably have to check within your Netflix app, though. Or you know, check on what's on Netflix. They they're pretty good about it. Yeah, it's just that we don't have time to go through every single region. Oh, so oh all, all of the all of the English regions are getting it for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have a new Shaman King anime. Now, uh, for those of you saying, "Wait, a new Shaman King anime?" Uh, don't worry, I was also confused because back in the day, uh, during my childhood, which was a hundred years ago, uh, there used to be a Shaman King anime on uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, this is a reboot. They're like the, the creator wants to do a reboot of Shaman King. Uh, and that reboot is coming to Netflix on the ninth. Uh, you're not an anime guy. All I know is that Shaman King was uh, fun stuff to watch on a Saturday morning in your jambos. I, I really don't yeah. remember anything else about it. Yeah. See, see, I, we didn't really have, we, I mean, we had Saturday morning cartoons, but not to that extent. Um, it was, I mean, we, we, I mean, if you ever want to Google what we had to watch uh, on, on British TV in the morning, just search Dick and Dom in the bungalow, which is basically two prats in, in a bungalow with people just throwing cream pies at each other and stuff. So it's, oh, uh, that sounds yeah. entertaining. Yeah. So we, we, uh, yeah, that was, um, maybe, maybe on cable they had that, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't afforded that luxury. So right. yeah, on free TV, we had the, the cheap crap that the BBC thrown us, which was Dick and Dom in the bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's, it's always it's always good to see uh, more more anime because we know it does well. It, it's um, I think I think uh, Netflix has uh, it, there was a piece in the information last week which was really interesting that anime is a big driver of sort of engagement in everywhere except Japan because I think the release schedule is how as to how Netflix does it is very um, uh, just very different from what it is in in yeah. Japan where where people do tend to actually tune in to live TV to watch their anime. Um, so yeah, they've, they've got a lot of work to do there, but I, I think it's the same as South Korean dramas. They do really well outside of uh, South Korea. And I think if you, if, if you are into that sort of thing, the same with anime, um, Netflix is just a treasure trove um, mm -hmm. of new and upcoming stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I see a lot of complaints online though, uh, basically that Netflix, you know, collates a batch and then posts it. And then uh, that's all you hear from that show for about three months. If you're somebody looking for a dub version of it, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, 
you, you reap what you sell. This is Netflix's model. Um, Netflix's model. I mean, they are they are ex, quote unquote experimenting, as some people would say. Uh, I call it. They're just doing it because this is how the show is done uh, with the weekly release model. But I I don't know if they'll ever do that with with Japanese anime. I don't think so. No, it, it, they they are doing it with um, Korean dramas, but I think they're prepped well in advance um, to do that. And I think it probably depends a lot on the um, um, as to when they get it. Um, I, I I mean, I may be talking out my ass here, but I, I think anime is a lot um, the, the you know the the turnover time for that is a lot shorter than K dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and obviously, you've got a, a fairly extensive dubbing effort to be done on Netflix's part. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I may be talking it out of line there, but I understand why people do want the weekly episodes and they, and they will search out for other methods of watching it. But mm. I, I think for more casual fans and, and sort of a way to go back and watch these shows, uh, Netflix is still a great option. Yeah. Uh, more more anime. We have the Eden Zero trailer. Uh, I've literally never heard of this. So. Uh, nope. Same. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It, it exists. So Eden Zero is is there for you if you want it. Uh, then we got uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron Trilogy Kingdom. Good God! Uh, it's more Transformers <laughs> stuff. If you like the current stuff on Netflix uh, regarding Transformers, this is the the finale part of it. So that's what you're there for. Yeah, I, I always find it amazing that this doesn't move the needle as much as I thought it would do. But I, I mean, I, do, I barely see any uh, um, people talk about this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, but this one's quite cool because there's dinosaurs. And I think I, 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 people like dinosaurs because um, the DreamWorks series for the Jurassic World, I think is easily the, the biggest title that Netflix ever had from the DreamWorks TV studios. Um, so... This one could do well, um, but yeah, I, I, Transformers just doesn't move the needle like it used to when I was a kid. So, yeah. it's, um, uh, yeah. well, I will say it's not because of Jurassic World. There is actually a a dinosaur, a prehistoric Transformers series called Beast Wars, uh, which hmm. this seems to be hinting at quite a bit. Is that we're getting a crossover with Beast Wars? Okay, so yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't want to get too too deep into the nerdiness, but that's that is what they're going for here. Is they're trying to grab in that that old school Beast Wars audience. Uh, which yeah, I am one of them, and I still won't be checking this out. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, it, yeah. As you say, it seems to be sort of like going back towards the Master of the Universe, where it's sort of trying to engage people that were fans of these shows back when they were kids, um, back into them. But um, yeah, well, how big that audience is, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they're dedicated, but how big it is, um, I don't know. Right. Uh, then we have a first look image of a, a new series called Exception. It's just a horrifying creature with a red background. <laughs> There's literally <laughs> nothing else to talk about with this. Yeah, but uh, the 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 hosts, bless them, did try to talk about it for more than uh, twenty seconds. But it's uh, yeah, uh, it, yeah, it could be anything at this point. Um, yeah, I, I've I've read that the uh, that, that it comes from esteemed um, creators. So uh, yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I mean, if you're hyped for it, good for you. But like, I yeah. I need more than one image that looks very stock photo before I'm willing to make a an observation on it uh mm-hmm. next up we have a, a make my day teaser uh it's a new anime film uh the general premise is that on a cold planet of ice and snow mysterious creatures suddenly have appeared from a dark underground and have begun attacking the inhabitants uh it looks like a survival anime in kind of the same vein as like 
Oh, I, I want to say the thing because Caleb's going to get mad at me if I invoke the thing. <laughs> terrible. So uh, we'll just leave it there. I mean, uh, it looks like an image again. Uh, that's all this. But basically everything else now is going to be images. So uh, how much do you want to talk about this image? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this image actually, this next image though, actually does have something interesting. Uh, yes. this is our first look at bright samurai soul. Now, if you're wondering, wait, what bright, wasn't that that movie with Will Smith? Yes, it was. We're finally getting something else in that universe. Yeah. I keep hearing, um, that they're, they're trying to plan when they're going to film the second one. Um, I wonder if Will Smith has forgotten he even did the first one. Um, I, I certainly sometimes uh, get to that point where I forgot it came out. Um, this probably has a bit more potential than that. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, again, it just comes into that. They're trying to build out franchises wherever they can. Um, yeah, brighten it, man. Uh, yep. <laughs> and that's that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, if if the art style looks anything like if the actual art style of the anime looks anything like the image, I am all there for it because I love that style they've chosen. Yeah, yeah, it looks it does look neat, and you know the 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 orc at least is you know highly recognizable mm-hmm. from the the movie. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's got some writers on it. Um, Let's hope. Let's really yeah. hope. Uh, then we had a Godzilla singular point clip. Uh, this movie comes out. Uh, what oh june 24th good god uh very soon so we got we got a very quick clip of that apparently it was rodan it looked nothing like rodan it looked like a a a regular old pterodactyl so i don't know what they're doing there so hopefully it's better than the original godzilla trilogy that was on netflix but we'll see yeah maybe um i yeah i i think godzilla is hyped up beyond belief at this point Mm -hmm. um uh i mean the movie was was shockingly terrible yeah. um apart from the, the five minute fight sequence which is cool because lizard punch monkey but um uh yeah we'll see we'll see uh i i i i haven't been a fan of the anime i did try um but it it but that's the problem with godzilla generally with particularly modern day um adaptations that they focus far too much on the humans yep. and we, yeah, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I, I can go watch human stuff on anything else. Yeah, I want to see lizard punch stuff. Yeah. Um, that uh, so what, what, one thing I should mention uh, before we get, come to the end of that is sure. that there was a 15-minute opening for Resident Evil, um, uh, the anime that's coming out next month. Okay. Uh, Infinite Darkness, I believe it's called. Yes. Um, yeah, so that looks okay. It looks far better than the live action, which we'll come on to uh, in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that yeah, that one looks at least like it's uh, trying to be somewhat, um, you know, it tries to connect with the games somewhat, unlike the series. So we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, but as I say, we'll come. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I mean, I mean yeah. uh, then we're going to move over into day five now. Uh, basically, this is video game day. Uh, they brought on Jeff Keighley, uh, who had just done his Summer Games Fest the day before, which uh, as soon as Geek Week was over uh, yesterday, I immediately flipped over to that to watch that because it's actually it might have been before. Regardless, uh, I was very excited about one thing uh, and kind of lukewarm until, you know, I actually watched it about the other thing. Uh, so we started off with League of Legends Arcane. Uh, I am a former League of Legends player. Uh, it's interesting to finally see them expand out the world because the game came out over 10 years ago and now they're finally delving into other IP. Uh, I'm I'm just shocked it took them this long to do such a thing. Yeah, uh, but yeah, don't underestimate it. I mean, you know, oh, no, we, saw, 
we saw with uh, Dota, um, it did very, very well. So it's um, yeah, and I, 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 I love the fact that Netflix is delving into a video game IP. I think, I think it's been badly done up until now. But I, I mean, the the slate is insane. Uh, what they've got coming up, uh, and and by all accounts, I mean the animation style on this is very, very cool. I, I, I almost felt like I was watching Love, Death, and Robots episodes. Yeah, it's um, a very unique style, and I, I'm glad yeah. to see a show that's going to be like this. I mean, it's only going to be six episodes, but. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see it. Uh, one thing I wasn't happy about, though, was the fact that they showed stills, uh, and the sh- the stills were from the clip they were about to show. Uh, don't do that. Just show the clip instead. We don't need to see the stills. No, I think I think they wanted to pad it out. I think because uh, because it is such a big deal. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, League of Legends is still huge. Oh, um, so they just massive. yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, excited for this one. Even as a non-anime fan and a uh, yeah not not a player of the game either. But yeah. yeah, hopefully this is good. Yeah, that's gonna be that should be a big needle mover, honestly. Uh, yes, yeah, but t- yeah, and and I think it's gonna gonna throw up um, popularity in in regions that sort of uh, often go um, uh, sort of like underrated. I guess is mm-hmm. the best way of saying it. Um, it's it's clearly gonna do well in the US, but I think outside the US is where that game's uh, main population lies. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the Cuphead show. Uh, if you're a fan of hard video games, this is this is a continuation, I guess, of the show of the the game. I have no idea. I've never played Cuphead. Uh, the big announcement was that Wayne Brady is uh, going to be playing King Dice. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that yeah. means. Uh, no, no. I think it's just one of the characters that they released the clip for. But I, I am in love with the animation style, mm-hmm. and I and from what I've watched of the game, because there's no way I'm paying sixteen pounds to um, uh, kill. Uh, well, not kill time because I won't even get past the first level right. um, and just toss it out the window. Uh, but yeah, the, the animation style on this is lovely. Um, yeah. I, it's it's very rare to see that. I mean, it's sort of like an old, uh, you know, old 1940s, I think is probably the best way to describe it, mm-hmm. uh, sort of hand, hand-drawn animation. Looks gorgeous. Um, ho- hopefully uh, they do enough to um, delve out with the characters. Um, but from what I've heard and everyone that's in this, they they love it. So um, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll be I'll be definitely interested to check this out. Uh, next mm-hmm. up, Castlevania is getting a spinoff uh, sequel, I guess. Uh, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast a few months ago. Uh, basically, they're continuing the series because, I mean, the end of Trevor and Cypher's storyline is is here. Uh, and, but obviously, you want to keep milking the cash cow when you can. So you move on to Richter and, and his storyline. So I don't know. Uh, I'm excited for more Castlevania stuff. What I've seen has been very good so far. Yeah, and and it's uh yeah, it's a very very well produced series. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, um, you know every every season sort of stepped up its game. It didn't overstay its welcome at all. Um, it, it the last season was just insane. Yeah. Um, so uh, yep, yeah, very excited. I I think I think they've been alluding to the, a, a spinoff coming the second they announced that season four in the care, carefully worded deadline PR article that Netflix released um, that, that they said it's not done. Um, mm-hmm. So I think we're, all we had to do was wait a little bit um, right. to see that more was coming. So yeah, I'm cool with that. All right, and then um, for whatever reason they spent the most amount of time on this. Uh, it's called Captain Laserhawk: A Blood Dragon Remix. Uh, this comes from executive producer Adi Shankar, who who apparently does a lot of like the unlicensed 
uh, fan films that people watch, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, uh, the unlicensed one, that was him. Uh, they spent an astronomical amount of time on this, and quite honestly, I'm not sure why, unless they're really expecting this to be the thing, the next thing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, he's been attached. He's attached to a bunch of Netflix projects. It's not just this one. I think he's he's also attached to the Devil May Cry. Um, uh, but I don't think that's Netflix, rather. Uh, but he was also attached to a couple a couple of other projects. Uh, he's also um, on Castlevania, of course. Um, but he's cl- he's a bit of an oddball. I think yes. there was a documentary that showed that he was a bit of an oddball. Um, yeah, why they spent so much time on this one, I don't quite get. I understand. Uh, the sort of premise of it that it's you know going to delve into a lot of Ubisoft um, uh, characters. I hope. I hope. My my thinking is is that Ubisoft has some signed some sort of output deal with Netflix because their their slate with Netflix is just huge at this point. Yeah. Um, and I kind of bit, jumped the gun because the Far Cry series wasn't even attached to Netflix, um, but that it, it came a bit further down the line, and I'm jumping it. But yeah, the animation style's good. Um, Clearly, clearly they, they show a lot of trust in Addy. So, uh, yeah, hopefully it's good. Yeah, yeah, let's hope. I mean, they spent five plus minutes on it, so it better be it better be very good. Yeah, I I didn't really understand it, but that's just probably because I he talks in circles. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Ubisoft, we got a a quick teaser image for Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell. We're getting an animated series of it because they refuse to make games of it. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, that's about it yeah uh, uh, hopefully this is good um too uh you know it's a uh, great team working on it um and uh you know Derek Kolstad's got a, a, a great track record recently with John Wick so um mm-hmm. yeah and the and the and the image from my professional opinion he does look like Splinter Cell and Sam Fisher so uh yeah, yeah. Uh, looks older though, so maybe this is a continuation of the franchise. I don't know. Uh, I hope they do get Michael Ironside for this. I, a lot of people up were in an uproar when uh, I believe it was the 2013 game did not have Michael Ironside. So if he's not attached to the series, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of more Splinter Cell fans are going to come out of the woodwork and be very upset. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Ha- I don't know about any of that. Um, mm-hmm. All I can say is that I haven't seen a casting call for for Sam Fisher yet. So um, yeah, that's good. So make of that what you will, which will probably yeah. mean anything for anybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we had the Far Cry announcement. Uh, like you said, you jumped the gun. Uh, we literally know nothing about this. All they have is an image, and even the hosts are like, "Oh, so all we have is an image? Oh, okay, cool." And then they basically moved on. So the reason I jumped the gun for this one is because I fought Laserhawk, which is sort of like because uh, uh, Far Cry Three had a. Um, a sort of like a sci-fi spin-off yep. uh, uh, expansion, um, and I believe that was what this that was, um, and that, it's still on Wikipedia as being in development, sort of like a spin-off for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of confused as to what's what. Um, uh, this this could be anything. All we've got is a logo, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, and it's you know it's not even on the backdrop of where, where it could be because as Jeff Keeley said on the stream, I mean it literally could be anywhere. So we are none the wiser, other than um, we also know that whoever's working on this, the Fire Cry animated series, is also the same team working on the uh, uh, the Assassin's Creed animated series, um, okay. which is on hold until this one's done. So um, yeah, so that, that might give us an insight as to how good that will be too. Okay. 
I mean, I don't blame you. Uh, Far Cry, Far Cry Blood Dragon is what they're talking about when they're talking about uh, Captain Laserhawk. Uh, so, like, it was a spinoff. So, believe me, I don't blame you for thinking that was it. Uh, no, uh, fact, but any normal person seeing that would be like, that makes total sense why you would say such a thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and hopefully this is just as good. Um, and and Far Cry, uh, the stories have always been better than the actual games themselves. Um, I found, or at least the trailers have. Mm-hmm. You know, the new the new game with. Um, uh, I forget his name from uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, you know, the villains make these games, mm-hmm. and I think if you get a solid villain in an animated series, um, you know that that will make it. Yeah. Uh, we got Smite gameplay. Look at Stranger Things. No one cares. Uh, the Witcher <laughs> season two teaser. Literally yes. just a teaser. Yeah, it seems it seemed the the Witcher was more geared up for an announcement of an announcement um, for WitcherCon, um, which uh, you know the games will be involved with as well, yep. or you know CD Projekt Red will be involved with. Uh, there's a lot to decipher from this teaser trailer, from what I can see. I haven't done so yet. Um, um, I, I'm I'm super excited for the second season. I thought the first season. Um, did what it could to try and get everyone on the same timeline. I think it's a very hard story to tell. Yep. Um, um, but yeah, I, I, by all accounts, the the second season should should hit the ground running. Um, and, and you know, if you, if you, a lot of comparisons to Game of Thrones, you know, I don't I don't think Game of Thrones really hit the ground running until a little bit later on, mm-hmm. where the, where the sort of the first couple of seasons um, fell into place a little bit more because. You know, you could see what they were building up to. Um, but yeah, very, very, uh, very excited for this. Um, indifferent about uh, WitcherCon because it's another thing I've got to sit down and watch, yeah. um, uh, and, and maybe more cringe. Um, I don't like all these conventions. I don't mind it when I get to attend them, perhaps. But sure. uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, watch watching them on Twitch is um, uh, laborious. Yeah. Uh, like you said, WitcherCon, July 9th, uh, they've already said don't expect a new game announcement. They're still fixing their current game, uh, which is still... <laughs> they, wanted to make a, they wanted to make a whole universe out of that, and then they completely blew it up immediately. So, yeah, good I, work. Well, I, I actually have their game on PC, and it's not as bad as... Uh, well, like it, it runs fairly smoothly on mine. Mm-hmm. I just find the game itself to be very inconsistent. Sure. Like, so, some of the quests are awesome, and then some of them are very bad. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, very inconsistent. So hopefully, the series doesn't can uh, adopt those. Um, uh, because of course, Netflix is doing an animated series yes. for Cyberpunk too. Yeah, it looks like they're they basically have an output deal with uh, CD Projekt as it is. Uh, yeah, at this point, Witcher's a yeah. book first. Everyone forgets yep. about that. And 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 to be fair, I I mean the you know the author the author may disagree, but the games made with The Witcher what it is. So one hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so we'll yeah we'll see. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, the most baffling thing because they they were teasing it basically the whole thing. There were interstitials of like um, an umbrella corporation uh, sponsoring the stream, uh, and then we we got our first teaser look at the cast of. Uh, we're just calling it uh, Resident Evil. We, we don't have like a, a subtitle or anything. Uh, the only thing that I care about in this is that it stars Lance Reddick as Albert Wesker. Yep, uh, which which is cool. Um, I think that's a good casting. Um, the the trouble with this one is is that it's the and and to be fair, I think if if they market it uh, rightly, then you know perhaps it will get the right audience. But those expecting a very um, 
uh, true, true to form Resident Evil live action series, they're going to be severely disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I can tell, this is the equivalent of a young young adult high school drama. Oh, um, no. Yes. So, uh, but you know, uh, time time may change, and uh, my opinions may change too. Yep. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I I've I've not my hopes are not very high for this one uh, at okay. all. I mean, yeah. that, that, that kind of does suck to hear because, I mean, I feel like people want a good live-action Resident Evil thing at some point, yes. and if we're still waiting for it, then yikes. Yeah, uh, you know, they have the guy that made Haunting of Hill House on their books. Why didn't they get him to do a really good uh, adaptation of Resident Evil? Uh, but, yeah, it's a supernatural showrunner. I could be completely wrong. I hope I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything I've seen thus far... Um, and to some extent, this cast alleviates that a little bit, but you can see that it's very teen oriented with the cast. Yep. Um, so, we'll yeah, I see. feel like Lance Reddick is going to be the pull, and then they're going to, you know, bait and switch you with with the kids. Because I mean, even uh, the synopsis I read was basically like two teen daughters or two young adult daughters are like go through New Raccoon City to find their father or something like that. It, it's something. Very generic like that. So really, if you're expecting anything more than like teen drama, family drama kind of stuff, uh, this is not going to be the show for you. Yeah. Well, I'm an advocate of giving Mike Flanagan all the money in the world. Um, and I, I I wish he was doing this um, yeah. for sure. All right. But- that's that's it. We did it uh, in an hour and a half. So learn something, Netflix. You could have done this all in an hour and a half. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you, Casey, for coming on uh, and, you know, being a good sport about this. You, you got a lot of news to break, a lot of news to break down still from from Geeked Week and other stuff that's happening. So uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day to be on this uh, silly little podcast. You bet. Uh, yeah, it's a pleasure. Uh, and what's on Netflix.com? Uh, is there anywhere else you want to direct people to uh, in, in order to find your stuff? Uh, you can follow my ramblings on Twitter if you like. It's Casey underscore underscore more. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you know where to find it. Uh, but we appreciate you for listening. Uh, and until next week, we will see you next Tuesday. Netflix and Swill is an independent podcast. As such, we believe in the scrappy underdogs of the podcast world. If you're an indie podcast and would like us to run your promo on our show, please contact us. The little guys need to stick together. If you enjoy what we're doing, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and telling a friend. The more we grow, the better the show will be. Thank you for being part of the Netflix and Swill family.